reality is in dating, in work, in career, in ministry, you're going to run into broken people every single day. And because broken people are broken, they're going to try to break you as well. And you've got to get a bounce back in you. So good. Where you're able to start seeing rejection as it's their problem, not mine. And they missed out on a good thing. And one day they're going to kick themselves because they missed out on a good thing. And on to the next. Hey everyone, this is Daquan and Destiny is my auntie and you're now listening to Chronicles of Divine Destiny. Alright! Hey (laughs) y'all! Welcome back to another episode of Chronicles of Divine Destiny podcast. How are y'all doing? (laughs) I am thankful that you are checking me out. Wednesday at 11 a.m. I appreciate you. Yes, I do. <laughs> so y'all enjoying season five so far? Ain't it something? It is something. But um, I ain't gonna hold you. Let's get to the meat of it. <laughs> so um, yes, you guys know that I am doing the online dating thing oh my god it is so windy it is so windy outside like seriously i was surprised my car haven't blew over especially with all the trouble i've been having with it since i had it but uh yeah <clears throat> it's very windy outside so yeah so your girl's in these dating streets a little bit and um it's just so funny um one of the influencers that I social media influencers that I follow she's a believer and she posts things and she posts a lot of great content or whatever and one thing recently she posted was about um being ghosted and how it feels to be ghosted and you know I haven't I don't think I really experienced the full extent of ghosting I know I have ghosted people (laughs) but I said I was going to get better with that because you know, some people just don't like to end and just not know why it, things end. But I'll say this the reason for why I go some people sometimes, I'm not sure if it's a valid good reason, but I've done it because I feel like if I say something to you, what's the purpose of me talking to you for you to lie to me, you know? And um, yeah, <laughs> so I just feel like uh, I have nothing to say, I'm kind of done, and um, bye. So yeah, your girl now got ghosted. And um it don't feel good at all. <laughs> it doesn't feel uh good at all. Um so I, I was on Facebook dating and you know, I kind of had took a break and I said, "Well, let me go back and just try it out or whatnot." So I will say this, uh a lot of African men like me. And you guys know why. They like me because I'm a plus size woman. They like a thick women or whatnot. So, um, I haven't really had any good uh, experience with African men. I will, uh, what was that movie? Fat Girl with Monique. That movie, uh, please don't believe the hype. <laughs> yes, they like big women. And yes, they just as uh, dogs as these American dudes. Okay? Don't let the accent fool you. Don't let... None of that stuff they do fool you. 
this, all in that. Trust me. <laughs> I've dealt with a few and they've all definitely tried to play me. I, this is what I think um, about them. Yes, they like American women, but they think we're very gullible and we're very stupid. And um, we have definitely showed that side. I ain't gonna say all of us because I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm just taking that back. Not all African men are like that, but it's a huge amount of them that are. <laughs> that are, and uh, yeah. So there. So yes, I was talking to this guy named Abraham from Liberia. Definitely a very, very handsome man. Like, he was very nice looking. Very nice body. You could tell, like, he kind of take care of himself or whatever. Um, we have been talking for a minute. Like, literally, we was online talking. And, like, every day hitting us up, each other up throughout the day. So, you know, of course, it's that time to talk on the phone. He was like, hey, you want to talk to me on the phone for a little bit? I'm like, all right, cool. So, we talking on the phone. And everything is cool. And then, you know, we um, FaceTime. So, you know, to make sure we are who we are. And we both are. <laughs> so, everything was, like, really cool. I had gotten used to the conversations from the morning to the night. Like, literally every day we are conversating. And most of the um, issues that I have been getting was men not being consistent. And that was my issue. And he definitely was consistent. When I mean, like, really consistent to the point that I was like, okay, well, you really feeling me. So, um, yeah, so we chitting in the chat. And then, you know, he goes through, he feels like I'm trying to push him away. Because I feel like, you know, he's just too good to be true. <laughs> and some a lot, and it just seemed like I'm right. Because I'm like, he just seems too good to be true. You know, it's hard to find men out here that really like your body, especially when you struggle with your weight and all this stuff. But, you know, he said I'm the type of woman that he like, and, and, you know, and I will talk about stuff. And he's like, oh, I don't invest my time in people who I don't see myself with, you know, just saying all the good, great stuff. Um, So I'm like, OK, well, let me just give this man the benefit of the doubt or whatnot. And um. <clears throat> So we kind of like clicked because we were sharing our little stories of online dating and he definitely <laughs> had his share of scary stories as well as I have and people being like crazy and you know he was just saying like how the women that he was dealing with would you know if he wasn't available they were kind of like wild out and cuss him out and then call him the next thing like hey boo hey like real nice and as if nothing happened. I was like, oh wow, like that's a lot. And which is which can be true, but that comes from insecure women and whatnot. And you know, I'm learning that myself because sometimes I feel like when it's a shift and things change, like go left, it's always feels weird. So yeah. So, you know, we bonded it after that. So recently we finally decided to meet in person. So I worked the whole eight hour shift right after work. I went to go see him and everything was like, cool. We're talking. He reassured me that he's a godly man. We sharing the Bible app stuff that we're reading. He was like, you know, I love God and everything. The, you know, I, when I wake up in the morning, I don't look at anything but the Bible first. 
so I'm like, like, okay, I'm impressed. I like it. He's cool. He's a nice, you know, like, okay, he's nice. And, you know, we sharing stuff about my day and stuff. And he's like, you know, that's why I like you because you're such a nice person. Like, you take people home from work. You go to church. You work for your church. You know, that's something that I'm looking for. So I'm like, okay, cool. We're on the same page. All right, I'm feeling this dude and whatnot. So, you know, I get to hook up sometimes for my best friend dad to go to the NBA games or whatever. And, you know, he shared that he has never been to an NBA game. He went to, um, you know, high school football game and stuff before, but he's never been to an NBA game. Oh, I will say this. He's not an FOB. I mean, fresh off the boat. He's been here for seven years and, you know, uh, he is a permanent resident right now. So... He ain't looking for no green card. And it was also so funny when I talked to him. He was like, no, I don't have a wife back in Africa when I was talking to him. I said, well, you know, that was my next question. I said, because I know how y'all do. Y'all come to America and try to have a new life and got another one in Africa, too. But, um, yeah. So I was talking to him on the phone. And I was like, hey, you know, I got some tickets to see the Wizards. Would you like to go? Because I know you like to go. He was like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. I said, that'll be our first little outing or whatnot. And he was like, sure. You know, I would love to go. I was like, all right, cool. So I got everything set up for us to go. And um, <laughs> so crazy. So like I said, we had a meeting and on a Friday night. And we were supposed to go see the game on Sunday. And Saturday, I talked to him that morning. Like we normally do. We was talking. We was cool. He's like, hey, I just want to say I apologize and I'm sorry for um, falling asleep on you and before you got home or whatnot. And I was like, oh, they, they, okay, that's cool. You know, that's fine. I know you're tired. You had to be to work at four in the morning. Now, mind you too, this man has given me his cell phone number. He has given me his work phone number. He's given me all the phones that he has. And I don't know, it's just something about a man having two phones. It bothers me. Um, I know some people get phones for their job, but um, sometimes I just feel like people try to be sneaky. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, so like he's giving me all this information about him. And he has three daughters. And like he was sharing all this stuff with me when we was in public. Like he showed me all his facebook stuff his picture his instagram we like watching videos on his phone i'm like okay this is really cool this is really nice he did everything he could to make me feel comfortable so i'm thinking like this is great so like i said i'm talking to him on saturday morning and something just hit me and was like um he's not gonna come to the game and you know, so I asked him, I said, hey, are you for sure that you're coming to the game or whatnot? And he was like, yes. He was like, I will never say I'm going to do something and not do it. He was like, I'm just not that type of person. And I'm like, you know, I believe him because so far as we've been talking, he kind of been a man of his word about stuff. So, yeah. And, you know, we talking and whatnot. I head on to my friend's baby shower. Everything is cool. So I hit him up a little later in the day, like we normally do. Hey, what's up? No answer. I was like, okay, well, maybe he's busy. He's going to call me later like he normally do or text me, say something. 
So now is around like the time that we would normally be FaceTiming and be on the phone till like the wee hours of the morning. And he has not hit me up. So I call him, no answer. But I'm like, okay, maybe he sleep. Because I do know sometimes he works at four o'clock in the morning. So I'm thinking that's the case or whatnot. <laughs> so I'm giving the benefit of the doubt, but my spirit is just like, it's starting to feel some type of way. Cause I'm like, this is not the norm. Like we pretty much talk every day throughout the day, all day. And you know, granted, he's not my man. So I can't be blowing his phone up and like, where were you questioning where he was? Because he's not my man. He's just my friend. We're getting to know each other and you know that. So I'm like all in my feelings or whatnot. And um, I've called my best friend. She's not answering the phone. Like I'm like just trying to vent and talk to somebody and nobody is like available. So now I'm like emotionally kind of going through the motion of like, is this man like trying to ghost me? Like what is going on? Like what is going on? Like this is just not normal. And it's not the norm for us. So I'm just really like in my head of things. And I was like, well, maybe he's going to call me in the morning. Because I did talk to him that day and everything was cool. So here come Sunday morning, the day of the game. I have a, a busy day. I have to go bowling with some of my coworkers, which uh, was really fun. And then after that, I was going to head over to the Wizards game and meet him. Like that was a plan or whatever. So... We normally talk in the morning around 9 o'clock. So I didn't do it exactly at 9 on the nose because I didn't want to see press. So I wait a little bit. I pray first. Like, honestly, I pray. I said, Lord, you know, you know, I don't want to be in my feelings about stuff. I just want to ask, like, what's going on? If he's coming or not. If he's not, I will make other plans. At least see why he haven't been communicating. Call. Just no answer. Then I said, okay. Well, he said if I can't reach him on his other phone, call his work phone. Soon as I call his other phone, which is an iPhone, he sent me straight to voicemail. Not straight, but he rejects the call or whatever. No answer. So I'm kind of waiting throughout the day. No answer, no call, no nothing. So I'm like, I'm not going to call him no more because basically he don't want to talk to me. He don't want to go to the game. And he could have just said that. Or he felt like things have moved too fast. Like, I don't know. So now, like, all these things are all in my head. And, you know, just at the point here, I kind of, you know, share with my friends. Because they're my accountability of, like, who I'm talking to. And I let them know, like, what I'm doing and so forth. And um, I let everybody know, like, hey, me and Abraham, we're hanging out. We're going to the basketball game. So people asking me, like, you know, what's up? And I'm like, oh, no, I haven't heard from him yet. So one of my homegirls, she was like, you know, I said, well, if he doesn't show up, or would you be willing to go with me to the game? And she was like, yeah, but I'm going to wait till about 5 o'clock because, you know, he may say something. But I just have this inkling and the feeling that uh, he's not coming. I'm like, I haven't heard from him he's not coming i'll see you at five <laughs> or what have you so um yeah uh he was a no call no show for our first little outing and um it, it does not feel good um 
one thing that my best friend said when I finally did talk to her that you know in the friend stage we kind of invest a lot of time because you want to show that you're interested so you do a lot of talking on the phone and you know it kind of gets you in your feelings like okay well maybe this is going in the right direction because he was checking the boxes like okay you're a believer you know this and that and he was just doing things that other guys had not been doing you know I probably hear from him like a day and then I don't hear nothing no more from him or whatever so yeah it's like when you're in the friend stage you don't I don't owe any explanation to him and he don't owe anything to me but you know sometimes communication is definitely good even if you're not interested no more at least say that so I know what to do don't have me like in the wind about things and you know not really knowing what's going on because in my mind it is for weird because we literally talk every day all day on the phone facetime and like everything every day so it's like for you just to abruptly stop talking to me for no reason it's like what could have been a reason unless you're crazy too like the people that you say that you meet online because it's like you don't just stop talking to somebody for no reason like i I don't have nothing going on in my life where someone will contact you and say something to you or, you know, I don't know. And then he made a comment to me one time that's kind of like sticking up in my head. He said, um, he don't block people. He was like, I don't block you because I block people I want to talk to. He said, you know, there's like how women, they'll block you and then unblock you because they want you to, uh, (laughs) to go through hell to talk to them he said no i don't do that you call me i just look at you call he said it doesn't bother me i'm not answering you can call 500 times i'm not going to answer and with me calling even though i did not call like that i only called twice yesterday and you know i'm not calling no more (laughs) and um i was like wow he just really looking at me calling his phone and just ignoring me and this, you know, it would make sense if I actually did something, but I didn't do anything. And um, <coughs> I don't know. It just got your girl feeling some type of way. Um, it got me asking myself questions, you know, like I always struggle if I'm really ready for dating anyway, because I'm dealing with grief. I am still very vulnerable. Um I know to some uh, some people it may sound like an excuse because I'm hurt, but I know a lot of the stuff that I get hurt by, if I was my normal self, I definitely would not even care. <laughs> I wouldn't even be recording an episode on it because I'd be like, oh, okay, oh well. But I'm just in a vulnerable state and grief for me has just been different. It's been challenging. Um, if you don't know what it's like to lose someone that is so important to you and so close to you and a huge part of your life it's you won't understand like what I'm going through and um and I always go back to this saying when I was in the grief counseling in the group therapy or whatever and they would say you know don't date when you're grieving not that you can't date but they don't think it's wise Especially if you're not doing everything you need to do to um, grieve well. And um, 
you know, just even with my issues with the online dating and just, you know, it's just a lot to your mental health. I'm not saying like I'm devastated or hurt because he's not reaching out to me, but it does make you feel some type of way. And um, and also like my best friend told me like, well, maybe God is letting me know that I, I may need to do some more work before I uh, go out there dating. And sometimes I feel like that even in the midst of me like on the sites and just looking at stuff, and I was like so annoyed. You know, so annoyed by some of the people I attract, some people that I have conversation with. You know, no one wants to keep introducing themselves and asking, what's your favorite color and what you like to do and what you're looking for. And, you know, are you practicing abstinence? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? It's like, it's just so frustrating. (laughs) And then, you know, when you're not having sex, that also adds to it. So it's like, you know, you're not... It's not that you're not bringing anything to the table. It's just like some people feel like what they got to look forward to. Even though I'm not on that. But some people are like that. Like what I got to look forward to. What I got to. um, If you're not having sex. You know. So that's like a lot. Because there's some Christian people out here who still do. So I'm not going to act like we all sitting up here like myself waiting (laughs) <laughs> to be married because some people do and you know that's their thing I'm just not so yeah it just be so many things going through your head when you're trying to date and trying to weed out the uh, the people that you you know trying to get to know I guess <laughs> so uh, yeah I end up going to the game I had fun I had tacos I had ice cream and the Wizards won. <laughs> so, you know, like I said, I'm not discouraged by it. This is just another bump in the road, another lesson learned. Um, definitely, I am not the next time. It's going to be a minute before you get my number. I need to, We need to be consistently talking for about a month. I was saying, okay, well, about a week or two. No, we need to be talking for about a month before we start talking on the phone and even meeting because I don't know. And I'm not here trying to figure it out either, but I will not be me if I don't share my journey and my mess with you all. So, you know, maybe I will have more dating stories. Maybe I won't. Right now, for my mental health, I need to take a break. I need to process this uh, ghosting thing that just happened to me because it definitely feels weird. And um, whatever explanation that he has, it's not going to be good enough for me because I know me. You don't have no reason to other than that you're just a jerk. And yeah, and I understand stuff happened. I understand that. And honestly, he does not owe me an explanation because he's not my boyfriend. He doesn't owe me anything. We have not established any type of relationship or nothing between us two. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm good on that. And um, and also, I'm trying to learn to date and um, be friends first. Because like I said, everything always moves quickly for me. Every time. 
And one thing I also notice, if it's too good to be true, most likely it's too good to be true. Most likely. Most cases. I ain't gonna say all of them. But most cases it is. And um, I'm done with African men. I don't want to date any more African men. <laughs> I don't. I don't want um, instantly, no. And, now, and to be honest, that's who I'm mainly on these apps are African men. Um, I'm just over that phase. If it ain't Idris Alba, you already married and I ain't getting them. I don't want you. Maybe I'm coming from a place of hurt right now. Maybe that'll change. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm good on that. I'm good on African men. Um, so yeah. So that's all I have about that. Yeah. That's all I got about that. And um, taking a break from dating. Not from podcasting though. But I will continue to have content for you all. (laughs) So on that note. I am out. Bye. I don't see grief as an enemy. Like, I feel like grief is a resident. Grief lives here now. Like, it's in me. No it doubt. ain't going. You know what I'm saying? It is taking space up in my heart, in my mind. It is, it's got a room. And right now, grief ain't very comfortable because I ain't spend enough time with grief. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to in it more. I need to be able to communicate with grief better so that I can understand why, like, why I'm, I'm dealing with it the way I, I am. I lost my mom when I was 18. I got a relationship with grief. I know that this person is coming over and I know that I don't enjoy their company, but I know I have to endure. So I try not to avoid it. If it's a low moment, I sit and I just be sad. Yeah. I don't try to, you know, it's, it's okay. Nah, it's not okay. I'm sad. I'm devastated. I'm down right now. Yeah. I allow myself to be sad because the more I wrestle with grief, I get my ass beat every time. Ha, 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 ha.